Welcome to our new, um, I guess, additional baby podcast. <laughs> baby podcast. <laughs> it's just a baby one. 30-minute horror movies. Woo-hoo. So fun. So how this is going to work, it's kind of like a game between Leslie and I. We're each going to set a timer for five minutes, and we get a segment of the story that we have to tell in five minutes. And by 30 minutes, we will have told you an entire scary horror movie in our words. My heart is racing. I know. So this is like high pressure. <laughs> Gotta do it. It's gonna be really fun. Um, so you're, you'll hear some chimes every time the five-minute timer is up, and that's when we have to pass the hot potato to yeah. the next person. It's kind of like um, when you were a little kid and you had, I don't know, I mean, if you're as old as me, you were a little kid, and they you had a book on tape, and it told, told you when to turn the page. So every time you hear... This sound, we will pass to the next person. So with that, I'm going to start my timer. Oh, and I guess I should tell you we are (laughs) recapping the 1980s horror classic Sleepaway Camp. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it now and then come back. Or you don't have to have watched it. We're just going to tell you all about it. Yeah, we're going to save you the time and give you a condensed (laughs) version of this batshit crazy movie but if you haven't seen it yet we will tell you when to stop listening to this one because i cannot spoil the ending for someone who hasn't seen it right the ending is nuts Mm -hmm. nuts 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 so after the last chime leslie and i are going to talk to you about the very end of it together and that's when you want to just clock out until you've seen the movie or you're you just don't like joy in your life and you're going to get the spoiler it's fine either way yeah (laughs) Okay, are we ready? We're ready. All right, I'm going to start my timer. Ooh, I'm so nervous. I know, me too. <laughs> ready, set, go. Okay, so the movie begins on a shot of autumn leaves in a lake, and then we pan over to a big, scary-looking metal playground. Yeah. Remember when all playground <laughs> equipment was basically an extension ladder? That was fun. Safe yeah. for kids, too. And there's also a trash can, a big metal trash can on its side. That's how you know nobody was there. That's right. Nobody's at this camp because the trash can has fallen over. Then we pan over to a sign that says the camp is for sale. <gasps> oh, no. And meanwhile, we're hearing the sound of, like, laughter and children who were once enjoying this camp, but not now. It's disembodied. I think Ooh. it's a reflection of the past. Leslie thinks it's ghosts. I you think guys. it's both. I think it's both. Okay, it's both. And I want you guys to also... Check back in and tell us what you think. Okay, so then we pan over to, or not pan over, we, we, there's, this movie is all jump cuts. We go to the next cut, and it's uh, two children, a boy and a girl, and their father on a little sailboat in a lake. And they're sitting there having a good time. The kids look like they're twins, a boy and a girl. Their names are Angela and Peter. And the dad doesn't have a name. He's just dad. Just dad. And then we pan over to um, a couple on a boat water skiing, and they are dragging along the most terrified woman I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> 
They're like teenagers. Yeah, too. they're teenagers. And this girl, she's not a woman, she's a girl, who's being drug along on the water skis, looks like she never enjoyed water skiing ever. It was awful. Yeah, it's like a bad prank, and she lost. Like, she had to- <laughs> I know, it's terrible. So the kids, so, so they're, um, they're water skiing, and the girl wants to drive the boat, and the boy is like, no, I don't want you to drive the boat. And the girl's like, but I want to drive the boat. And the water skier's like, I hate this! <laughs> and then the girl wins, and she gets to drive the boat. And we pan back over to the dad and the two kids. And the dad and the two kids are having a good time on the sailboat. He's on the end of the sailboat looking out into the distance, and the kids walk over to him, which is a stupid idea because if you know anything about scales, one is going to knock over on the other side, and they all fall in the water. Oh, no! But they're all giggling and laughing, and it's really funny. Yeah, it was a silly time that they had. Oh, man. So then, oh, man, I have a lot to do. You're talking so fast. I have so much more to go. Um, so then... Uh, obviously, the water skiing situation is not going very well. The boy and the girl start arguing and bickering. Meanwhile, the water skier is screaming, boat! Because she sees what's in the distance happening. And there's so much screaming in this movie. So then, obviously, badness is going to happen. Oh, and um, in the meanwhile, another man walks onto the shore and is like, get in here, you crazy kids. It's time for your other families here on our lake vacation. I should also mention that the boat is so close to the shore they could have stood up and walked away, but they chose to look like they were stranded somewhere. Not the case. So then, obviously, the water skiing goes poorly. The boat goes, goes like takes a turn on its own or something, and mows down the dad and the kids. The camera pans back up. The dad is floating face down in two feet of water. The one kid is... Seemingly okay, I guess. And then mm-hmm. the other is just a bloody like life jacket floating. So we are yep. led to believe that one of the children has been chewed up by the propeller and died. Terrible. Then, I'm never going to get through all this in five minutes. Whew! Then um, we go to a scene where it's two children and their mom standing in the entranceway to their house. And the mom is super crazy and she has big giant wide eyes and she talks like Barbara Daly Bakeland and she has a string tied around her finger and she's saying to the kids like, oh, don't forget your snacks. You're going to have the most fun at camp you've ever had in your life. And she thinks she's like, she has something with her hands. She always like touches her hand, face to her hand, like her hand to her face. Yeah. And is like spaced out and really weird. But the kids are like, whatever, mom, we're going to go to camp. And so they do. They leave from crazy mom. And crazy mom, on the way out, the two kids leave. Now, we find out later that she is the boy's mom. The boy's name is Ricky. And the little girl um, lives with them. And her name is Angela. And she's Ricky's cousin. So Ricky and Angela leave for camp. And on the way out, the mom says, don't forget to take care of my little girl. Which is weird because they're supposed to both be in her care in some way. But, Mm -hmm. like, it happens. So then we're at camp. And camp is fucking mayhem. There could not be more teenage boys who are actually adults in hot pants and crop tops. It's crazy. And then they all pan out of the bus. We meet this, uh, the counselors, the oldest guy there, his name is Mel. He looks like Mel Brooks. He's a thousand years old. Then the one lady counselor's name is Meg. She's a total cunt. We don't like Meg. Then we pan over, we look by the kitchen and there is these greasy, horrible men who are leering at the children, one of them chewing on a blade of grass. So we know he's the worst one. And he says... <laughs> There's no such thing as being too young, which is fucking disgusting. The worstest thing ever. And then the other kitchen guy is like, uh, what? Yeah, there totally is. So we like that guy and we hate the guy with the blade of grass. Um, Oh, and another boy comes up to Ricky when he's there and he's like, hey, have you seen Judy? She has tits now. And Ricky's like, ah, shit, we dated last summer and now she has tits. I'm sad. And everybody (laughs) talks about her tits. Everybody talks about her tits. She wears a t-shirt that's really tight and says Judy on it. And every other girl in the movie doesn't wear a bra. And so their boobs are flattened out. Yes. By comparison, Judy looks like a delight. Also, Judy looks like a 45-year-old woman with the tiniest little body in the world and like 19 feet of hair. Yep. Yes, that's Judy. Um, so all the campers... Ah! Oh, no. Yeah, I have everybody's an adult except Angela, and Angela is like a total creep. Uh, she, she just stares out into the space, 
And um, oh God, I didn't get to the point where she's in the cafeteria. So I'm gonna give you two more seconds and then you have to go. So then they pan into the cafeteria and Angela won't eat anything and she won't speak and the campers are inexplicably mad at her, the female campers. Cunty Meg and Judy are like, why won't you eat anything, you dumb bitch? And then one of the counselors, who is a guy in hot pants and a muscle tank, says, oh no, I'm gonna take you into the kitchen with that weird pedophile. Let's go. Ready, set, Leslie. Oh my God, okay. So now they're in the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the kitchen yes. and the guy leaves them with the perv. The perv is like, hey, I'll find you some food in the pantry. Let's go. So Ooh. now they're in the pantry. But they call it the walk-in. It's not. They do. Oh, yeah, that's true. So they're in the walk-in, mm-hmm. and he just immediately starts taking off his pants. And then that's when Ricky comes in. Yeah. Ricky finds us and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Everybody screams. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> And the, the pedophile pushes Ricky up against, like, the pantry. He's like, don't tell anybody about this. And he's like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so he, like, grabs Angela and they run out. And they run past the the owner of the camp, which is this guy, Mel. Hundred years old. Hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel, <laughs> Mel Brooks. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Sorry. Wrong one. All the Mel's. It's fine. He's old now, too. <laughs> so gross. Um, okay. Oh, my God. I can't do this as fast as you. I'm like shaking. I know. Okay. Anyway, so the perf comes out of the pantry and is like doing up his belt. Everybody knows what is happening. Yeah, it's you tried so to gross. fuck a kid. Okay. Now we cut to the perf with the largest pot in the world. It's like larger than me. It's like a You could stand in it. I could stand in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he is putting a bunch of salt, which is probably going into boiling water, and it's going to cook corn on the cob. Because the other guy yeah. is peeling corn. Yeah. Um, so now it's just him in the kitchen all by himself, and he's standing on top of a chair putting salt in the water, and then it pans to <laughs> the eyes of a killer. Like, it, the camera is, like, moving around, like— It's like the point it's, of view. Yeah, it's the point of view. And you see a hand grab the chair, and it's, like, going to pool, and the the perf chef sees him, and it's like, ah, oh, dude, what are you doing? Stop it. And he's, like, grabbing onto the wall. He could have just jumped off this chair, but he didn't. Yeah, it's like a little stepladder to get up to the world's largest pot. Yeah. And so, anyway, it's shaking, and then he pulls it out, and the chef stupidly grabs the hot pot of water, <laughs> Yeah, like, that's back. what you brace yourself on. <laughs> falls back and is, like, burned with Sat- the water. It just soaks in yeah, boiling soaked water. In, boiling in the most boiling water. water. Yes. All right, and everybody's screaming because ah! <laughs> one of the other chef guys come in, sees him there. They're screaming. Ah! That's the longest scene of screaming in the world. They just stare at this guy covered in blisters and scream forever. It was. So now it cuts to the EMT is taking out <laughs> the perv, all burned up. Um, he's like wrapped in a bunch of wrappings. He must still be alive. He but looks like a mummy. Him. He's like wrapped up in gauze yeah. everywhere. Uh, We have a doctor. He appears, and he walks over to Mel and the other counselors, and they're like, what's the prognosis? And the doctor's like, well, he's all burned all over. (laughs) That's my favorite part. Also, we only know he's a doctor because he is holding a stethoscope in his hands. He doesn't know how to hold it. No. And he's not wearing doctor clothes. Yes. Now we cut to the boys' cabin, where the boys in the movie are all, they all look like little boys, where all the women look like old-ass women. Like, they look like they're in their 30s, whereas the boys actually look like they're boys. Yes, these are little boys in, like, knee socks and ball caps. And Angela also looks like a young girl. She's the only one that looks like a kid. The rest of them look like adults. Yep. Um, And they're playing a little prank. Uh, Ricky's in there. Uh, There's this boy that they call Mozart. He has glasses, so obviously he's, like, the nerd. Mm -hmm. And they're playing a little prank on him, and they, um... They do this game where uh, they have his eyes closed, and either way, by the end, 
they tell him to like pop up and he opens his eyes and he like puts his face into somebody's butt. They think they like <laughs> pretend they're hypnotizing him. Yeah. Um, so then the counselors walk in and they're all wearing crop tops and this one guy is wearing like a nipple crop top. So it's, it's like literally, there. it's just there. <laughs> like if it was like a female, it would have been like the sexiest thing ever, <laughs> but it's just on a guy. A very hairy man. <laughs> um. And then we cut to the softball game, and this is my favorite part, and I fucking love the softball game. So it's just the guys playing. It's the older, it looks like the counselors versus, like, the kids. Yeah. Which, why would you do that? I don't know. But they're, like, making fun of the kids. Like, they're terrible at it, but all of them are playing wonderfully. (laughs) And it was a solid game, a lot of, like, high-risk moves. Um, Mozart's playing video games. Yeah, Mozart's playing video games, but then he catches the ball, and he, like, you know, that was really good. That was miraculous. Um, They don't acknowledge it. They don't, no. But um, I think I I think I was able to save you some time. So I think we're still within ten minutes because I'm done. It's on to you. Oh no. Okay. Well, I'll start start my timer then. Yes, yeah. they were at the softball okay. game, and that was it. So after they leave the softball game, they're at some sort of social event in a in like a lodge, like the main building of the cabin. And the boys are all talking about skinny dipping. They're like, "We should go skinny dipping tonight. That's going to be fun." And they are like a 1960s street gang. <laughs> they couldn't be more interested in one another and less interested in girls, but they talk about like they're interested in girls. Um, and then they're like, "You know who we should invite skinny dipping? The one person that looks like a little girl. Forget all these adult women. Let's talk to that weirdo catatonic on a bench, and that's Angela." Of course. So then they go over to talk to Angela because they're supposed to invite her skinny dipping and they open with the really slick, a wonderful line, yo, Angela, how come you're so fucked up? Because <laughs> every kid responds to that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, then they're like trying to like leer at her and her cousin Ricky walks in in the largest straw cowboy hat I've ever seen in my life. They never explain why he wears it. They never explain what it was, but he feels very cool in it. So they see them like... He sees these guys, like, saying obscene things to his little girl cousin, which is fucking weird. And then they have a big fucking fist fight. They're like, no way! And Ricky's like, fuck you guys! And they roll around on the ground and fight. But not before he tosses off his hat, That's which right. is the point of him wearing the hat. That's right. He wore the hat for the dramatic gesture of throwing it to the side. Yes. Cool. So now we understand you, Ricky. It's cool. We like dramatic things. Um, so then um, this other boy, who looks like a little boy, walks over to Angela and sits down next to her and is like, I am so sorry. I know that there was a tragic ex- water skiing accident in your youth and that you're probably traumatized. And she's like looking at him like, I am traumatized. I do like you, Paul. But she's not talking yet. They just start, she's just like, her eyes are saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul's nice. And we're, we're okay with Paul. Um, then um, he walks away from her and he says, good night, Angela. And she says, good night. Oh, she can talk. Yay. Yay. So we're happy we haven't seen her talk until then. Um, so then we cut to actual skinny dipping and they're all on the beach of this lake and the boys are all in their underpants standing there staring at fully dressed girls, fully dressed, androgynous looking girls and one girl that looks like super feminine and they are all like, okay, well, fuck this. We're going to go naked with each other because that's what they wanted in the first place. Yeah. The girls stand on the bank. They all take off their underpants. We see their white butts running into the distance and jumping into the lake and then everybody screams again. Ah! So that's fun. Um, and then we see the two stoners who... Um, I guess aren't a part of this cool kid gang. They're under like inexplicably appearing bleachers, smoking a joint, and they're laughing harder than anyone has ever laughed from smoking pot and the existence of smoking pot and laughing. And they're like, oh, you know what? We're going to talk to these girls. Hey, ladies, want to go on a moonlight canoe ride? And they're all like, you're dumb. But then one of them goes. I guess, I don't know. She was feeling desperate that night. So then 
We cut to the canoe ride, and there's the one boy, his name is Kenny. He's in the canoe, he has a dark brown mullet, and the girl's sitting on the edge looking posy in the moonlight, and then he starts rocking the boat, and he's like, be careful of the water snakes. Boat ready? Yeah. Her name is Leslie. That's right, her name is Leslie! Leslie decided to go out there, and then they tell them there's water snakes. <gasps> Real life Leslie was appalled. Super. She did not like this. She screamed a lot at this point. So then he's shaking it, and of course, then ugh, the canoe tips over just like we knew it would. And she's like, fuck you, Kenny, and she swims to shore. Olympic swims to shore. Olymp- yeah, because this time they weren't right on the shore. She was yeah. far away, and she just, like, books it to shore. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, she gets out, and they're all like, poor Leslie, fuck you, Kenny. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but where's Kenny? And nobody cares where the hell Kenny is. They're not like, we're not going to look for him. Yeah. They're like, he probably swam 100 miles in the other direction. That's fine. They all wander off. Kenny's, like, compatriot is kind of like, hey, I wonder where he went. But he doesn't care. He's too stoned, and everything's hilarious. So then we see under the canoe and he like comes up because canoes hold water. So he comes up underneath and he's like, oh, this is cool. And for no reason, he's calling Leslie's name like she can hear him, but she's Mm -hmm. gone, gone, gone. Leslie, hey, Leslie. And then we see another head pop up and has dark hair. And he goes, oh, it's you. Because everyone says that to the killer in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then we see the killer's hands like go for him and drown him. So clearly that's the end of Stoner Kenny. Cut to the next morning, the lifeguard is on the beach and he is so angry. Everybody in this movie is the most angry mm-hmm. people have ever been in their whole life. And for some reason, all of the furniture on the beach is in water. It doesn't make any sense. He's like, I gotta pick up the chairs and I gotta pick up the canoe. I, I gotta do everything. <laughs> I'm so mad. So then he walks over and he's like, oh, fucking canoe. And he turns the canoe over and underneath the canoe is, of course, dead Kenny. He looks very beat up for no reason because this was a drowning, so I don't understand why his face is so cut up. And then his gaping mouth is standing open and a little snake comes <gasps> crawling out of his mouth! No. And at this point, Les- real Leslie lost every single part of her mind and could not handle it. And she was really mad at me because I told her there was no water snakes because I forgot about that one. <sighs> so everybody sees a dead body and what everybody does when they see a dead bo- in- body in this movie is scream. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's that. That's the tale of, of Kenny the Stoner. Wait. Do you still have some time? I have three, two, one. <laughs> Yay! Okay. All right. So we should also mention, too, every time somebody has died thus far, Mel, the camp owner, is, like, trying to keep it a secret oh, that, like, right. somebody died. <laughs> as if he is aware that there's a killer, even though none of these, like, deaths— would ever make you think that there was a killer. There's no red flag. Like, they're they're all kind of accidents. Yeah, so, but drowned, he, he's under night. the assumption that it's a killer and we can't let people know because parents are going to be taking them, taking the children out of the camp. Right. And he's like terrified of that because obviously you'll lose money. Right? Yeah. So, okay. Now we have the dead body on the beach. We cut to a volleyball game. The girls are playing volleyball right, right. now. Angela, of course, is not playing volleyball and not talking. Because she's catatonic, so she gets to sit out. That's her thing. Uh, Judy is so mad about this. She's just angry that she's not playing. Then Paul, for I don't know what what he was doing, why he isn't with the boys, but he comes over and talks to Angela, who Angela is now, like, having a nice little conversation with. Um, And he wants to invite her to the movies that night. And it was a super cute little transaction. It is cute. And she was just (laughs) like, yeah, I'll go. It'll be great. (laughs) And Judy is just so angry. And And so is Cunty Meg at this point. Yeah, well, that's what... I'm getting there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so she tells Meg that she's pissed off. Why does why does Angela get to talk to boys? I want to talk to boys. And so Meg goes over there to be like, fuck you, Angela. <laughs> yeah, not reasonably. Like, hey, Angela, you have to engage in these activities. It's yeah. real aggressive. Yeah, real aggressive. And um, the there's another counselor there. 
uh, who looks like a mother. She's very sweet, and she comes over, and she's like, leave Angela alone. Why do you guys have to be so mean to her? <laughs> and so, uh, and then she sits down, and she talks to Angela, and she's like, do you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I'll make you, here's some animal crackers. Like, you're she's sweet. so nice. Yeah. Well, from here on out, we're going to call her mom, yeah. just so you know. Counselor mom. Counselor mom, yes. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of that. Cut to Angela and Paul holding hands after the movie. <gasps> Yay! Judy, again, is super furious about this. Yeah. Just real angry, and now she's, like, scheming a plan to get Paul to, like, you know, take her, take him away from Angela. For no reason. She didn't like Paul to begin with. Mm-hmm. So Paul walks Angela back to the cabin, um, and they have a kiss, but it is not consensual. No, Angela means. is a wooden face. <laughs> she is like wooden there. They're super cute because they were like, she's like, I had a good time. And then Paul just like goes in for like a peck and it was super awkward. And he asks if it's all right and she clearly doesn't like it. Yeah. And then he does it again. Yep. <laughs> and then she super awkwardly walks away from him back into the cabin. She like backs away She kind of looks like she had to take a crap walking she up does. the She's stairs. like that. Like, gif of Homer sucking into a yep. bush. Just like, Ugh. So now we're in the boys' cabin. So back at the boys' cabin, Paul's walking home. The boys are playing another prank on Mozart. This time it's with the shaving cream. So they have the shaving cream in his hand. He's asleep. He, like, passed out oh, Fucking reading. Mozart. Guess he didn't go to the, the movie. And uh, they, like, do a feather on his face. And he, like, takes the shaving cream hand and smacks his face. And then he just sadly gets real angry and, like, almost, like, he, like, threatens to stab one of the boys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It makes no sense. He's like, I'm going to kill you all. Then shit. Paul comes back in and they're like, ooh, where were you? Lover and, boy. And he's just like, nothing. I don't kiss and tell. I totally kissed that bitch. <laughs> okay. Next day, they're back at the beach. Yes. At the at the lake. And Paul, Angela is sitting off to the side, not going in the water, not in a bathing in suit. In her shorts nothing. and t-shirt. In yeah. her shorts and t-shirt. Paul walks over and asks if she wants to swim. She's like, no. Judy and Me- or Meg gets real pissed off at, like, yeah. she's, like, walking over, yelling at Angela. And Paul's just like, all right, see you later, bye. Yeah, he leaves her yeah. with, like, the mean <laughs> counselor. He doesn't stick up for her at all. Also, Judy's there somewhere in the sluttiest bathing suit she could oh, find. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so they're getting angry at her, and Angela is just staring at Meg, not talking, not responding to anything Creepy that Meg eyes. is saying. This pisses off Meg to, like, no extent, and she just starts shaking her. Yeah, she's a counselor. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it's your behavior? Terrible. Okay, <laughs> now we're back at the cabin. <laughs> Everything just happens, and then they're like, anyway. Anyway. So now all the girls are back in the cabin, and Judy is now just, like, extra mad at Angela. She's being a horrible bitch to her, and she says, you're a carpenter's dream, flat as a board, and needs a screw. Oh, this is also when she goes, like, why won't you shower with anyone, Angela? Probably because you have no pubes. Oh. Why do we want to see pubes? I don't need pubes. Oh, my God. I only have 26 seconds left. You got it. So, counselor mom slaps Judy. Then (laughs) we cut over to a homoerotic water balloon fight on the roof. Why the roof? I don't know. They're crazy camp kids. I don't know. So, the boys are playing water balloons. Angela, like, left the cabin because she's all, like, whatever. I'm really sad about this. Doesn't she she just tell the mom, like, I got to go see my cousin? Yeah. The mom slaps Judy, and she's like, I got to go see my cousin. Bye. (laughs) So, she is walking over to see Ricky, and the boys hit. You can go. You can do it. The boys hit um, her with a water balloon. Ricky's super pissed about it. (laughs) This is so stressful. I know. (laughs) Okay. She gets hit with a water balloon. Ricky's super pissed about it. Mel, the... um, the owner the comes over is just like, like, what's going on? What's happening? Water balloons are super dangerous. And also, I think this is where he starts to 
quest he like gives Ricky kind of a weird look yes. too. Well, but Ricky fought those guys. He he, he reacted like, like "Fuck you guys!" and then he started swinging. <laughs> yeah, he started swinging, and Mel's just like, "They're yeah. super dangerous." But that was it. On to you. Okay, so <laughs> then cut to the boy counselor cabin, and um, the lead guy of the 1960s street gang, Skinny Dippers, uh, who I want to call the crop tops and the hot pants. Yes. Um, their leader is like, hey, boys, I got to take a wicked dump. See you later. That's a direct quote. He says, wicked dump. Mm-hmm. And um, then so he walks into the boy's bathroom. He goes into the stall. He drops the world's tiniest shorts. He has no shirt on, and there's no underpants with those shorts either. So I don't know what this guy is expecting out of life at camp. But it's, it's a wild time. <laughs> so he drops the shorts. He's taking his wicked dump. And all of a sudden, we see, like, a disembodied hand slide a broom handle through the stall door. So, like, you couldn't open it if you tried. It would be barred. And then we see up at the window to this, like, bathroom. It's just a screened-in window because this is a summer camp. Everything's outside. And we see a knife approach with the hand. And the hand slits the... Um, slits the screen down and of course like everybody's thinking that's probably like gonna stab somebody but no that's where you're wrong then the knife goes down and a stick comes in through the hole and the stick has a beehive on it and the beehive gets dropped into the stall on the wicked dump taking leader of the crop talks and hot pants and then he starts screaming like ah bees and it's terrible and he's fighting to get out but the weird thing is there's like a foot and a half of room underneath the door so he for sure could have crawled out if he wanted to he just didn't so we hear him scream a lot ah and then um so now we we uh, we assume that there's that he dies at that point, and then they they we later see him fall to the floor, and he's covered in giant craterous blisters, like so wounds, like wounds that a bee would never inflict on a human being, and his face is also coated in like a beard of bees, more bees than that could ever have fit in this softball sized beehive, mm-hmm. but you know make it dramatic. Um, so then they're over to Mel talking to like counselors or something, and they're talking about how like there's definitely a killer, people are gonna leave. Again, he's doing the same thing where he like knows that there's a killer, which we don't, which is inexplicable. But like maybe Mel's a little suspect. I don't know. Then we cut over to Paul and Angela at the lake, um, and now she's like playful with him. They're chasing each other around and holding hands, and then they kiss for real. Like she's like real kiss. into it. Yeah, they they kiss, and then they like, he moves super fast. They tumble to the ground. Paul's like on top of her, and they're making out. And then he tries to feel her up. He's like, I want to get to second base yeah. in this day, and she's like, No. I don't want to get to second base because I'm a child. And he's like, come on, I'm not doing anything. But you are doing something, Paul, and you need to get consent. Yeah. Fuck that. But then, while this is happening, Angela goes into a weird trance. So she's like, okay, fill me up. I'm in a trance. Then we see her dream sequence. And it is the weirdest dream sequence in the whole world. First, it's just her and her twin brother, the the water skiing twins. Not water skiing, the ones that got murdered by water skis or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Like giggling in a doorway. And they're looking at two men in a bed. And this is a totally barren bedroom. Everything else is Mm -hmm. black. It's just a spotlight on a bed. Mm -hmm. And two men in it shirtless, making out and like caressing each other's faces. Mm -hmm. And the men are the guy that was on the shore of the lake calling them over. And I think their dad. Definitely their dad. It's their dad. So these two guys are making out. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then they pan over and it's just um, Angela and her, I, I'm assuming twin brother, mm-hmm. sitting on a bed across from the, each other looking at one another. And it kind of looks like the same bed. I'm not sure if it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a different bed or not. And they're just pointing at one another. They're just yeah. looking at each other and the camera is panning around in a circle and they're pointing at each other. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what the fuck is this supposed to be? Um, and, and it happens for quite a while. They keep switching like camera angles and we see the guys and it's like a weird foggy dream sequence. And then we cut back to Angela and Paul making out on the beach. And Angela's like, no, no, ah! 
And she runs away because she like doesn't want any part of that. And Paul's like, what the fuck, man? He's all mad because he mm-hmm. thought he was going to get laid on the beach. I don't know. I don't know. What his like tiny little teenager brain <laughs> thought was going to happen, but that's what it was. Oh, I'm going to be so fast in this one. I'm almost done. Um, so then we go, We that's all of that's over and it's the next day. And um, camp counselor crop top, the one who wore the nipple crop top, and then subsequently later at the dance, we don't mention, wears an electric blue mesh shirt. So he makes, like, really big fashion choices. Yes. He's standing there holding a bunch of strips of fabric, and he goes, this is how we play capture the flag. And all the kids are there. And all of a sudden, there are also real children. There are, like, yes, six-year-olds. real children. They're all sitting amongst the other people and the adults, like, now we're here. Cool. <laughs> And he's like, well, every single one of you is going to play Capture the Flag. And Angela's like, I don't want to fucking play Capture the Flag. Except for she doesn't say anything ever. She just stands back behind everybody else. Um, and with that, oh, I can pass it on to okay. you. Ready? Go. <laughs> okay. So now Angela's walking away and not wanting to play. And her um, brother, Rick, or... Cousin. Cousin, yes. Ricky, uh, runs after her and is just like, Angela, please play, please play, because like I have this great idea of how we can win. You're going to go this way, I'm going to go that way, and then we're going to capture this flag, and it's going to be great. Angela's plan like, no, was like, want to. wander into the woods. Yeah, wander <laughs> into the woods. Yeah, well, she had to go like around a different angle. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. go this way, mm-hmm. it'll be great. So as they're like wandering into the woods, they both at different angles come upon Judy and Paul making out. No! Yeah. <laughs> so it was terrible. crazy. And she's slutty about it too. She's like, Paul, yeah. make out some more. Yeah. And so she Judy definitely uses her like sexiness to get into Paul. Her adult yeah. her woman adult. sexuality. So now you're watching a literal adult making out with a child. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Super uncomfortable. And um Paul well, Angela runs off. Paul runs after Angela, like, feeling super embarrassed. And Ricky, like, looks at Judy and is just like, really, Judy? And <laughs> That's right. You got to be such a bitch. And then he walks off. And then it leaves Judy there looking <laughs> off into the woods, off into the distance, basically saying, like, why am I like this? <laughs> She's doubting all her choices just for one, <laughs> one shot. Second. Yeah. <laughs> You see her humanity for one second. Yeah, shot. we get to see one second. She don't worry, she gets <laughs> awful in two seconds. Yeah. So then we cut to back to the beach. Um, it's almost like the next day type of thing. Yeah. And I think so. um and Paul walks over to Angela, who is again in her f- fully clothed, sitting, yep, not wanting to get into the water. No, no, no. And he has clearly been in the water and is all wet. <laughs> and he like apologizes to her. Aggressively. Aggressively apologizes to her, like, too much to you. Just go away. Yep. Judy walks over in a new bathing suit, and it's just like, um, Paul, you told me she was approved. <gasps> and Paul definitely gives eyes like, I did say that. I told you I that. Can't be- <laughs> I told you that in confidence. I fucked up. Angela's, Angela's not happy. Not happy at all. Uh, Paul walks, like, totters <laughs> off. He actually says, like, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. <laughs> yeah. Because again, Meg is now joining Judy. Oh, <laughs> and so Paul's Meg. like, "Oh, they're gonna bully her. I'll see you later." Yeah. Um, and they start aggressively uh, trying to get her to swim. They're like, "Why aren't you swimming? Why? Why aren't you getting your bathing suit?" Yeah, for some reason, stuff. they need her to swim. Yeah. So they, Meg, in her like, <laughs> in her manner, picks her. 
<laughs> picks up Angela, throws her over her shoulder, yep. brings her down to the beach. Ricky's seeing this and is just like, hey, what's going on? But then is cut off by Mel, who is now aggressively yelling at him, being like, I know you're doing all this stuff. You're crazy. And Where and did Ricky's, this come yeah, from? Ricky's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you, all these people are bullying Angela and, and I can see like you're involved somehow. And, yeah. and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like who's dead? Yeah, obviously <laughs> he doesn't this know kid much. doesn't know. And he's just worried about his cousin. Another counselor comes in, breaks that up, and then Ricky goes and, like, runs after his cousin who has now been thrown into the water. And so him and the the angry lifeguard pick her up. <laughs> That's right. The angry lifeguard <laughs> comes back. <laughs> um, and then we cut to uh, – now it's nighttime. The counselors are outside of Mel's, like – apartment his shack his or shack. whatever yeah and he's like telling them who's on duty who's off duty it's like yeah. two people get off and one person has to go into the woods with some kids yeah <laughs> and the rest of you all have your normal duties yeah there's it's not explained why that happens yeah so one of the people that has off that night is meg that's really nice and so after all the counselors leave meg's like i'll meet up with you guys and she walks into mel's room and it's just like hey mel um remember that time that you asked us asked me about like having dinner at your house well like i'm off tonight remember you gave me off that was you and he was just like uh yeah and she was like well let's have dinner and he's like okay 9 30 and so now like a 18-year-old girl is going to have dinner Not with a 73-year-old yeah. man. It makes no sense. <laughs> Clearly that role was meant for somebody younger. Oh, yeah. I don't know, and they just never rewrote the script. Yeah, they were too tired <laughs> to rewrite it. They were like, you, this million-year-old man can be attractive to this okay, little girl. Okay, I only have 42 go, 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 go. seconds. Okay, so May goes back into the cabin, and it's just like, I have a date tonight. And Judy's like, with who? And she's like, I'm not telling, but I need Wink. to get in the shower. Yeah. So there's a long line in the girl's shower, and none of them are giving up their shower time. So she's like, I'm going to go next door because it's empty and the water's still on. And that oh, right, because they had put all the children like been, condensed like, them because them. a lot of kids left due to yeah. murders. So she went to uh, the shower by herself and is have like looks like she has never taken a shower in her life and she's humming <laughs> like <laughs> this like crazy song. No tune. She like puts her back up against the shower stall and then a knife comes in. Very psycho. And like takes it all the way down the spine. Yeah, like a letter opener just <laughs> yeah. And that's it. and blood and blood and blood. Good job, you got it all in. Okay, um, my turn. So now, um, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Ah! We stabbed. Paul is super okay. sorry. <laughs> yeah, Paul is super sorry. He, they're on the, the, the beach again? I, I don't know where we are. I got lost again. No, where are we? What happened? Um... Uh, oh, they're, they're coming out of the main the main building. And Paul's like, Angela, I'm so sorry. Whatever they were doing, watching a movie or at a social or something, they're leaving it to go back to their cabins for the night. Judy cuts through them talking, and she's like, I'm a cunt. And they're like, yeah. you are a cunt. And then they keep going. So then we cut to the woods where the guy is inexplicably with like eight five-year-olds. We don't know why, but he is. And he's going to camp in a tent in the woods when there's cabins everywhere else, but they're doing it. And one of them's like, hey, nice axe, counselor. And he's like, no, you can't have an axe. Get out of here. And then we see them all laying in the tent going to sleep, and there's like light glinting off the axe. So that's a fucking smoking gun we know is coming back to haunt us. Um, so then, like, the kids, we have another shot of the kids one waking up in the middle of the night. And the kid is like, Eddie, I want to go back. It's cold. And another kid wakes up and is like, I'm cold too. And Eddie's like, ah, fuck this. So he runs up the two kids that are whining, leaving the rest of them in the tent with the axe and takes them back to camp. So then we cut to the lodge and it's Mel and he's walking around in his sweet golf pants or whatever. He has on, like, green bell bottoms and a thin yellow windbreaker. Yes. He looks like everyone's grandfather. And he's looking for 
an 18-year-old girl to have dinner with. So it's <laughs> that's not awkward at all. But that's what's happening. Then um, we cut to... Um, Oh, they're, they're like, why don't you go to her cabin? Maybe she's in her cabin. I can't find Meg. So then he goes, we cut to Judy and the guy that she left this like social with and they're making out on her bed. And she's like, ew, you're a gross kisser. Kiss me some more. And then they kiss some more. And then Mel walks in and he's like, hey, Judy. And Judy like makes the guy hide under the bed and she's reading a magazine in the pitch dark. It makes no fucking mm-hmm. sense. And Mel's like, hey, where's Meg? And she's like, oh, I think she went next door to take a shower. And he's like, don't read in the dark. That's weird. And she's like, okay. Um, so then... Mel goes over next door to find Meg, and he goes into the cabin um, that had the, the shower that was on, and he, of course, discovers Meg bloody on the ground. And now, for some reason, I guess they were, like, in love, because he reacts like, Meg! My Meg! I will avenge you! And he, like, has to find the killer all of a sudden because the love of his life has been slain. Meanwhile, we have no lead-up to this relationship whatsoever, and it's clearly very, very, very strange. Um, so then we cut back to Judy, and she's sitting on her bed, still in the dark, curling a single strand of hair with a curling iron. No reason for that, but she's doing it. Oh, and the guy, out after the after Mel leaves her cabin, the guy that she had hiding under the bed was like, fuck this, I don't want to get caught. And she's like, you're a chicken. And then she hugs her pillow, and she's mad. So back to Judy. She's curling her hair, right? Um, and the killer the, opens the, the yeah, door. Yeah, the killer opens the door, and they're like, backlit. But it looks like Ricky. It does. It really looks like Ricky. Um... And he has, like, a halo of hair behind him. It's it's, very strange. So then we see, she's like, oh, it's you, because everybody says that to the killer. And then she gets smothered with a pillow first, and then the killer grabs the curling iron. We see a silhouette of the curling iron, like, shadow on the wall, and then it looks like she gets smothered, and then her vagina is burned to death with a curling iron. Yeah. Her vulva. Sorry, I, I covered this in the last... Podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's what it looks like. And you just see Judy's hands like, I'm dying. And it's yes. the worst. Um, and then we see Ricky walking along looking cool because that's what Ricky does. And all of a sudden, a hand comes out at the weirdest angle I've ever seen in my life and just like caresses his face and then grabs it. Oh, this is a phone call. No, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and grabs his face and turns him around. And it's Mel. And he's like, fuck you. You killed the love of my life. You absolute asshole. And Ricky's like, what is what going is on? Why is this happening? And so he starts punching him. Mel starts aggressively punching it. So again, this is like a, an old man mm-hmm. punching the shit out of an obvious child. Well, punching him like a gorilla would. Yeah. Like well, he gets hands. him to the ground, and then he's just like pounding dough, just like yeah. two fists up in the air and then on him, and he's screaming. And obviously this is like a nuts thing. And then it seems like Ricky has gone limp, and we're led to believe for that moment that he's probably dead, right? That's what we think. So then Mel walks away from Ricky and he's, he, he gets like this crazy look in his eyes. He's like, I did it. I promised you, Meg. I promised I would get your killer and I did. I got him. And we're all like, all right, calm the fuck down, Mel. And then he walks out and for some reason he's now in an archery range. I guess on the edge of the woods yeah. is an archery range. <laughs> and he stands there and all of a sudden he goes, oh, hey, it's you. Because that's what we all say to the killer. And he goes, Oh, like this no this moment of recognition is like I just fucking killed an innocent child and now the killer is at me and he like they have a moment and then an arrow goes straight through Mel's throat and he hits the ground. So Mel has bit it. And I think then we are good. Go. Good. Okay. Wait. So Yeah. <laughs> we get the sound. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, um in a previous scene somewhere, I forget where it is, I think it's when Paul is apologizing to Angela. Yes, that is. He, uh, she seemingly accepts his apology and is just like, meet me at the beach later. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. 
Good so one. now we, after Mel dies, we are, we cut to Paul at the lake waiting, like at the beach area waiting for Angela to come. Angela like walks down and is like, hey, let's go skinny dipping. And Paul is just like, are you serious? Like you didn't even want me to touch your boobs. Now we're going to get naked? I'm going to see those boobs. This yes. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut back to um, a bunch of people. Fi- oh, the kids. The kids uh, all died. Yeah. They okay. all, they've been axe murdered. So They're all the on the ground. the kids have been axe murdered. Um, and... The older counselor happens upon the scene when he's coming back to, like, you know, sleep with the children yeah. in a nice way. <laughs> and he sees them all dead and is like, oh, my God, help, help. And he's, like, running out of the woods. So now all the other counselors are starting to be alerted that, like, shit's happening. Police come to the scene. Yeah, they meet a up policeman. with a bunch of them that have found Meg. Yeah. So the guy's like, all the kids are dead. And they're like, so is Meg. So is Meg. And then they call the cops. Yeah. So then um, some people are walking through the woods and they happen upon Ricky and they see that he's still alive and they're like, okay, right. thank God. So it was Officer grab- Mustache, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Officer Mustache. That's right. He's the, the fakest mustache I've ever seen in my life. And they also find, so they find Meg, mm-hmm. they find um, Ricky, and luckily Ricky is alive. The Meg is dead. Um, and then they also find that the that Mel is dead. Too. Oh, that's right. So they know now that like there's a shit ton of bodies on their hands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we cut back to Angela naked on the beach with Paul. So they went skinny dipping and they must have been done skinny dipping. And Angela is sitting on the ground. Like cross-legged, yeah. topless. We can only see her from behind. Only see her from behind. You can see like another body. It looks like Paul's head is in her lap and mm-hmm. she's like petting it. And she's like non-singing again. She, that. That, the same um, tune that mm, Meg was humming. Mm, mm, <laughs> and the police officer, which we talked about with the mustache, which looks like a little, like, fabric cloth kind like of. Electrical like electrical tape. Fuzzy. They used something nuts. It was bad. It was, like, just glued on. Like, yeah. clearly not this. doesn't it, even it look taped. like his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Him and the nipple shirt counselor <laughs> come onto the beach, and they're, they're seeing her from behind, and they're like, uh, Hello? And then we are brought back. We cut to a, another se- uh, flashback. flashback. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And in this flashback, we are back in the foyer where uh, Ricky and Angela grew up with the crazy mom. Barbara and- Danny Bakeland's there. <laughs> She's, and the mom is there talking to the small child with a bandage around her head. Uh, we assume this is probably Angela. This would have been right after the water um, skiing. all the water skiing accident. And she is clear. she's come to like live with this mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this woman, who I guess is her aunt. Yeah. And the mom says, oh, I'm so happy to have you here. Ricky will be delighted. It will be wonderful to have a little girl in the house, especially since my husband just left. I've always- For another man. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Clearly he was distraught that their father had died and yeah, just yeah, left. Yeah. She had no idea. But so she always dreamed of having a little girl. And then you see the child's face. Dun, dun, dun. It is not and it is not a little Wait, girl. If you haven't seen this movie, stop now. Right? This is part of the reveal. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Okay. So uh we realize that it is not the little girl that that um was there, but it was the boy. So the girl died and the boy survived. It's Peter. Peter. It's Peter. Um, and the crazy mom made him act like a little girl the rest of his life. Yeah, she was like, We already have a little boy. Mm-hmm. That simply won't do. What we need is a little girl. Angela. Oh, I'll call you Angela, because that's what comes out of people's mouth. Oh, then she says, it means angel. Which, like, Ricky knew who they were, which is so weird that I don't know how this worked out. Maybe this person just showed up when Ricky wasn't there, and she was like, oh, he'll never know. Right. So, now we cut back to them on the beach. Oh, man, you guys, I need you to get ready for this. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they're like, Angela, and they like need her. They put flashlights on her. They put flashlights on her, and she stands up, hissing like a swan, and she turns to them. Oh my god! Then the camera gets on Angela, and we see that she has Has a dick. (laughs) We see a dick, you guys. We see a dick. We see a dick, and now. Now she's yelling, and they're yelling. And Everybody's like, yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and then the camera, it's literally just Angela's face, like the face of Angela, like CGI'd onto. Hissing like a swan. Hissing like a swan. Like, yeah. like imagine your head like going back and like you have no neck and like, you know, anybody else Her hair else is would wild have, and everywhere. Everyone else Her would have like a flopping in the breeze. Chin. We're we on the end. We got we it. Did it. We yeah. did it. Um, and yeah, and the body looks like a man's body. Yeah, it's, it's a not little a boy. boy. It's a boy's but body. It's, it, but it's a man's body because yeah. there was like abs and shit. Mm-hmm. And the tiniest dick with the hugest bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see it. You see full frontal. You it's do. crazy. Full frontal male nudity, which is rare. And it was 1983. So. And the screaming from Angela does not <laughs> stop. And then she turns, the, the freeze frame turns green. Yes. And we get title card. Title card. And that's it. That's we the did movie. it. That's and the that movie, guys. is Sleepaway Camp in 30 Minutes. Yay! Oh, God. My heart is like... Um, and if we attended a Sleepaway Camp in 1983, we would be dead. We did it! <laughs> Thank you for listening to the We Would Be Dead podcast. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. Rate and review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WouldBeDeadPod. And join our Facebook group to discuss the podcast and more. Everybody screams, ah!